Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Call to Action podcast. We are we are back in the office on this lovely Tuesday morning. Jeremy, how was how was your weekend, man? Good, good weekend. Uh, celebrated the wedding anniversary. Congratulations! So, yeah, thanks. Wait, let me hit let me hit the applause for you. I know I got you, it somewhere on here. Yeah, there you go. Okay, nice little applause for you. All right, hey, thank you. I, it was a good weekend. It was nice. The weather was beautiful out. So it was. I. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what the weekend revolved around. Nothing, nothing major, yep. nothing you, crazy. You, just a nice socially distanced dinner. Nice. Where'd you Where'd you go? And uh, did you enjoy it? It's called Luca West here in in Cleveland. Uh, yes, I highly recommend. Okay. Uh, very, very good, very good stuff. So, uh, yeah, the, I, outside of that, um, just kind of watched a lot of golf. What about yeah. you? Yeah, uh, same. I had a I had a nice brunch on on Sunday Sunday All morning right. brunch. I uh, kind of got out of the house a little bit. I felt a little trapped in on Friday, Saturday, so yeah. felt like a, a socially distanced brunch was appropriate. <laughs> yeah, and uh, had a few mimosas. It was okay. a good time. It was All a right. Good time. Yeah. Hey, it's important to get out. I mean, yeah. as much as uh, we, you if you're do doing it, it, if you're doing it right, exactly. If you're doing it right, you exactly. got to get out. The, the weather's been beautiful. It was a little hot. A little hot it this was, weekend. <laughs> it <laughs> was a little, a little hot. hot after being a little cooler. Uh, Dude, but I'm telling you, I gotta, I gotta move out of my place, man. I, I, I gotta move out at least in the summer. Because I live on the third floor Ooh. of this, of like a duplex. And so none of my uh, air gets up to my room. Oh. And so it's literally 90 degrees That's in my room when brutal. I sit in there. That doesn't speaking sound like of, fun. Speaking of wanting to get out. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's awful. That doesn't sound fun at all. No. Uh, but yeah, it, it's... Uh, it's it's a little hot. I think pretty soon here it's going to come down yeah, to our been, fall temperatures. I was going to say I've been waiting for those those fall temps to cool down. Yeah, I, I never know what date it is still yeah. anymore. <laughs> so I don't know if it's supposed to be getting cooler or not. I so. But I think pretty Mission soon here we should be, and it's the best time of the year. Yep. Um, you know, weather wise, and um, it's I, I love the fall. So I'm ready for that. These 90 degree days, yeah, and yeah. and especially if I was living on the third floor of somewhere. No thanks. Hey, are we uh, are we still uh, planning on the masters in the fall? That's gonna be great. Yeah. Okay. No fans. Good. No fans. That's fine. I don't. I don't need it. Just to see yeah. Augusta with the leaves so, changing would be. So I don't know what you've been watching, but I've been stead, uh, steady on you know the Indians. Yep. Been checking yep. out the tribe. Me Although too. I don't. I don't know you, but I listen to more games than watch when mm. it comes to baseball. I've been. I've been watching a lot actually. Okay. Big. Yeah. Big time Hamilton fan. So yeah. I. I just. I feel like I'm there, even if I'm not <laughs> with with Tom Hamilton. So, and then been watching some NBA playoffs. Yep. Um, what's uh what's what's been your favorite part of the NBA bubble story? Do you have like a a story you've kind of been following so far or anything I, like that? I've watched, but I'll be honest, um, it's kind of like I haven't gotten invested. I I wouldn't say yeah. I've watched a game from start to finish. Okay. Uh, but I'll turn turn it on. I watched the Lakers last night. Yeah, that was Blazers. pretty special last night. Yeah, Had I mean, for LeBron, 17 years, right? Yeah. 17? Yeah. I mean, just unbelievable. For Kobe. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, uh, yes, and so I'll flip it on, but I, you know, I try when I'm watching to to pinpoint one of the fans on the <laughs> things to, like, keep watching. I've seen there's been some notable Dude, people I love, lately. I love seeing just Lil Wayne pop up. Lil Wayne did? <laughs> yeah. Peyton Manning was the other day. Really? Yeah, oh, Peyton Manning and Steph Curry. The okay. whole Curry family, actually. Oh, wow. When, uh, when Seth... Seth's in yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. He he plays for the Mavs. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you shows you how much I know? <laughs> like, well, uh, what do you what do you think off. the the criteria is to become a, a virtual fan? Do, have we looked into that? I've known a couple people who have really? done it because I've okay. seen it on whether it's Instagram or other. I don't know the criteria. Mm. Um, but it would be I'd love to see you on. I don't know if you have to necessarily be a fan of the team. I don't no, know. No, probably what not. It, yeah. I mean, it, that should be your goal. All right. 
Yeah, oh. maybe, maybe I'll look into Let's it. Let's get Eric on there. All right, yeah. Let's look it up after this today's show. I love no more. I love the people that you see there like slouched or yeah. like somewhat falling asleep. <laughs> I mean, that's sometimes more entertaining to me than the. Well, I was game. watching the the throw uh, the playback of um, Luka Doncic's game yeah. on on Sunday, and there's just a kid just like not excited when <laughs> when yes, he was shooting. I know exactly was, who you're yeah, talking about. It, it was hilarious. It's a great idea, though. It's it's bringing oh, the it's fans in. I don't yeah. know. I'd love to have. You do it because I'd love to see what it all it entails. I yeah, mean, I mean, you know, yeah. What I does it What does it actually look like from yeah that point of view? Yeah, yeah. It's really um, cool. So I've watched all that. Uh, I'm not, as you know, I'm not a big hockey person. Uh, mm-hmm. But if someone starts talking about whether it's the Blue Jackets, like going into several overtimes, like yeah. I'll flip it on to see what's going on. Once, uh, I was going to say once the Blue Jackets kind of got got kicked out, I kind of yeah. lost interest. But yeah. you know, so that's what it is. But you know, you know, with me, the main thing I watch. Thursday through Sunday is golf. Yep. And um, first things first is uh, two Kent State products yep. are moving on to the BMW Championship this weekend, uh, and that's Mackenzie Hughes and Corey Connors. Both had really good rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was 13 for Mackenzie. Yeah. Or he was tied for 13th, uh-huh. and um, Corey finished tied for 24th. I well, yeah, say. you sent me some. I think it was was it Friday or Saturday. Yeah, they I both mean, had really, good, really rounds good rounds on Saturday. Yeah. yeah, so it's cool to see, you know, with the golf coverage and, you know, everyone wants to see Tiger and you follow the groups, but with their the way they've cut back, you don't get to necessarily see Mackenzie or Corey yeah. play because yeah, yeah, they yeah. have a certain number of cameras and doing all that. But I follow the leaderboard and uh, wanted to see those guys do well, and they both advanced to this weekend, which is great. But, I mean, dude, they're crazy. <laughs> Let's talk about it, man. That was <laughs> A minus 30 for Dustin Johnson <laughs> is just incredible, <laughs> including, and he, you know, Scotty Schiffler, yeah. the kid, the guy shoots a 59, um, and just because of name, Dustin comes out there and shoots a 60, and, like, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe you should play that course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Would I break 100 on that course? I have no idea. Probably I mean, not. these guys made that course look like I a know. par three course. Some well, of them. <laughs> I was watching it with my buddy, who's a, a, a pretty big golfer, um, on on Saturday, and we would we got angry when he missed a birdie putt. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I saw a, a thing. It was, uh, I think, I don't know if it was just for that round or uh, what he did in the tournament up to that. And he was twelve for twelve yeah. on uh, putts inside 35 feet yeah and like two of four uh outside 35 it's, it's, it was just an insane stat that I've, we will never see again yeah i've never seen um i i looked i i was watching and checked back and he's like minus nine on the first nine yeah holes. like who does that well he went what was it 12 i think i think he birdied the first 12 11 i think okay 11 yeah, yeah. yeah and then um yeah it's an, it's incredible so It'll be interesting to see how that continues. Tiger made the cut, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So this week with the top 70 going to the BMW Championship, um, you know, that's been a lot of fun for me to watch with just being a golfer and, and watching these guys go out there and all the – a lot of the top names. Some some didn't make the cut this past weekend, yeah. like Ricky Fowler didn't make it. And uh, But but watching that, it gives you – you know, you can you can turn it on, you can turn it off, you check the leaderboard, you yeah, see who's hold and, – and I get this NBC – I have this PGA Tour live, so I'm watching Tiger and stuff. So it makes you want to golf like every day you watch. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been good, and I'm glad our Kent State guys are are doing well. And who knows, they put up another good number. Maybe they can get in that top thirty and and uh, you know play at East Lake for the for the 
PGA Tour yeah. Championship. No, and FedEx I, Cup. And I, I think that's one of the coolest things about this time where we're at right now is as long as we went without sports, you really can't go a day without having something happen yeah. in sports nowadays. No like you have you have the Indians playing at night. You have basketball starting at 1 p.m. every afternoon. You got yeah. golf every weekend. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's been a, a smorgasbord. Oh, of, just just of, wait, of, buddy. Just wait till the spring. Just wait uh, yeah, till no, the spring. Oh, I know. We're, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Going, going all out. But and I can't listen, wait for that man, day. Listen, NFL football starts in three weeks. 17 days. 17, 16 days. Two, two weeks. As of, as of two today. weeks. 16 to de- days and... Uh, yeah, it's, we haven't talked any Browns and it is almost September. Yeah. Usually we're That's at training bad. camp. A couple yeah, times I know. Now. That's yeah, bad. We'll, we'll sign talk of the times. Yeah. And you know what? It, it's again, we'll, we'll talk a bit, a little bit about it with our guest coming up here, uh, Bryce Harris from, uh, Toledo, but, um, this is all a blip on the radar. So we just yep. got to get through it. And, uh, you know, if we didn't go to training camp, okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I've, right. I've survived, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, but, but to be, to have these things on and to, um, you're right. I mean, there's something that you can kind of get behind and, and watch and, and that's, that's really good. So, uh, but it's, it's been mainly golf for me. Yeah. And like you said, the masters, I mean, still some, still a couple more majors coming up even Absolutely. after because of the, how the schedule is, mm-hmm. um, with the, the FedEx cup, there's still two majors that are going to be played after. So, um, you know, to, to see the U.S. Open and the Masters. Um, yeah, we're time. will still be good. And, yeah, and the Masters in November, I still can't get over <laughs> that. But uh, let's do it. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. all, I'm here for it. Uh, so with that being said, let's get to our, our guest for today. Uh, we have Bryce Harris. He's a grad graduate student at University of Toledo, and he's a member of the football program there. Uh, really good interview that I think you guys will really enjoy some insight, not only on the field, but a lot of stuff off the field. So with that, here's Bryce Harris. Next, we have a very special guest with us today, Bryce Harris. He is a grad student athlete and member of the Toledo football program. Bryce, how you doing today? Good, good. Um, just got done with, uh, you know, some lifting this morning, and now I got to set up for class, so I'm good. Can't complain. What what is what's life kind of been like? When when did you get back onto campus? Kind of take us through uh, just how things are with with you and the team, and uh, getting back to definitely different times. Uh, getting back to campus this time around. Yeah. So um, doing during um, all of this uh, COVID. Um, situation and us quarantining. Um, I I personally stayed in my apartment that's in Toledo. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't back home. Um, but we all reported back um, as a team. I want to say at the beginning of July, as we uh, prepared for the season, and um, you know, obviously uh, the season got got postponed and everything. So we were we were working towards you know the possibility of still playing. Um, you know, a couple days a week. Uh, doing everything we could, uh, trying to maximize the time and the situation that we had. But, uh, you know, obviously things went a different way. So now we are still on our discretionary week and we're just doing, you know, optional workouts, optional lifts, and basically just taking them one day at a time. And, you know, it's it's, it's not the most ideal thing, but, you know, it's something that we got to handle. 
Yeah, Bryce. I mean, you mentioned it's not not ideal. What were your what were your thoughts when you first heard you know fall uh, your fall season was going to be postponed? And then how how optimistic are you about having a, a spring football season? Uh, for me personally, um, I was I was injured last year and I didn't I didn't get to play at all. I didn't even get a get to play much in in, in our fall camp. So for me personally, I was frustrated uh, initially. You know, I just I haven't actually touched the field since 2018, so I was ready. I was hungry. Um, I felt like I worked hard. I was ready to get on the field and actually play. But, you know, after that initial emotion came, um, you know, my my mind started to calm down. I started to realize, like, it's bigger than me. And this is, like, truly a, a, a serious pandemic out in this world. Yep. And it's nothing, you know, that anybody can control. So once I started thinking about it like that, I mean um, – you know, I, I completely understand the, the, the max decision. Um, and not, not only the Mac, the other conferences that have stepped up and, um, you know, thought about the safety first. And I, like I said, I completely understand. And I, with that being said, I'm completely willing to wait, whether it be spring, which we hope, but, uh, you know, if it gets pushed back even more, I mean, I'm, I'm more than willing to wait because I know that they're in the best interest of the athlete. Yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, that's that's grounded in in the decision that was made for sure. Um, just keeping the top priority of the student athletes, and you know, you nailed it. And I think what a lot of people, not just in football, college athletics, need to realize is like if we just get our act together, right, for just a little bit, then maybe we can get past mm-hmm. this and get back. And and it's like a short term thing. It's a blip on the radar. It's a very serious thing. But you know, we just got to all put our head down, no matter what profession, no matter what you're doing just put your head down and get through it because, you know, you're starting to kind of feel a little light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's been rough uh, ever since we were at our basketball tournament and got that canceled, uh, you know, back in March. And it's just been, it's been a grind, but uh, you know, your, your words pinpointed exactly. You got to just think that it's, it's bigger than all of us and got to do your part to, to try and get through it. Yeah. And I, I also look at this as like, I keep telling my teammates and, and even my family that's concerned and anybody else that's concerned, like this is this is this is a perfect opportunity since we're back together. Although we're distance, we're back together as a team. And we did we missed so many months. This this time right now is a perfect opportunity for us to redevelop our, our relationships with each other, uh, to to rekindle the, the hard work that we put in before this COVID situation. This is a perfect opportunity for us to grow as a team and be ready for when that time comes. If we had any flaws, if we feel like we didn't work hard enough on our own when we were separated, this is the perfect opportunity for us to fix that and and truly get better as a team. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, well said for sure. So you're from, let's let's go back to kind of your, your starting time uh, at Toledo, and you're from the Akron, you're from Akron. Uh, what, yeah. what made you choose Toledo to begin with? Um, honestly, uh, it was Matt Campbell, Coach Campbell, and um, also Coach Manning, the O-line coach, um, at that time. And, uh, you know, I was I was recruited by a lot of teams in the MAC, and, you know, even even Akron. And I loved every single school. Like, I truly did. I, I soaked in the entire experience. But for me personally, it was just the relationship that I ended up building with the, that staff. And, and even Coach Candle, who's uh, obviously the head coach now, and, you know, just building that relationship, it just felt stronger and more genuine than any other relationship I built in the recruiting process. So, um, 
you know, I didn't know much about the city. Uh, I didn't know much about even the university um, when I initially committed. But I'll tell you that I am very fortunate that I made that decision. Um, when Coach Campbell left, I was very upset. Uh, I even thought about transferring because I was I was a true freshman. So yeah. I wasn't necessarily mature enough to understand that, you know, things are still going to be okay and work in my favor. So I initially just thought like, oh, well, my career here is over. Like, it's time for me to restart. But um, Coach Candle becoming a head coach was very helpful for me. And I'm glad I stayed here because I love this city and I love the community here as well. And not to mention, I'm I'm fortunate enough to be working on my master's degree um, right now. So it's a great university as well. So that's kind of what my decision process was like. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you've had a, a great deal of, of mentors come come through to you and, and have an impact in your life. I saw in the in the story you mentioned not only Coach Candle, but also uh, Professor Wimberly. What, how, yeah. how have they kind of impacted your life and, and your decision to, you know, pursue the career you have? Yeah, in terms of my career, um, kind of like what I spoke about in the article, like I, I really came in undecided just because I knew from the amount of community service and volunteer hours I did in Akron. And just, uh, I also did like a mentor program in high school. Like I knew I wanted to work with, with, with the community whether that be social work, whether that be even like criminal justice, you know, being a police officer, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just know I wanted to work with the community right. and not only work with the community, help people, but, you know, um, my my route going undecided allowed me to have a success coach, which was Mr. Tamaya, um, and he helped me just kind of narrow down on exactly what I wanted to do. And we talked, we talked about my goals. We talked about exactly what I wanted in life, what I felt my purpose was, and I was able to narrow it down to becoming a counselor. And not only a counselor, I wanted to work with the youth, and I wanted to work with high schoolers who were in my situation when I was in high school who didn't know where to go. So I, I decided to become a school counselor. And I, I love this this route that I'm on. I'm pursuing it right now, and I'm enjoying every day of it. Yeah, I was, I was going to bring up uh, Eric. Eric asked this, the question, but I, too, when I started college, I, I had no idea. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And it, and you do, you go to those counselors, you go to people and, and they help you find a way. And, and it's, uh, it's really cool to hear, uh, you know, your path that you, know, you, you just, you just don't know. And, and you just get a little guidance and, and you get taken and, and now you are clearly, it sounds like you're doing, um, you know, something you, you love to do and that you've always kind of had in the back of your mind. Uh, part of that, I know, if you, are you currently, you're working at a Catholic school or did you do that? Are you still doing that? What, what's the, uh, it, was, it was an externship, right? Yeah, yeah. The the externship was a great experience for me. I mean, it, it truly was. I, I absolutely loved it. I loved the kids. But um, that was an undergrad thing. So I studied psychology in undergrad. And there wasn't a counseling program for me. Um, so I had to take that as a minor. But luckily, there was an externship under a psychology course as an elective. Um, and basically I was, I was literally just, uh, I was a mentor, um, for the kids at that school for a whole semester. I ended up doing it for two semesters. So I was there for a full year and I would, the, the impact I was able to make on those kids, um, the impact that the teachers were able to make on me, um, kind of solidified my decision on being a school counselor. It, it, it was, it was earlier on to my decision-making and when I made that decision to switch to being a school counselor, but that solidified it. That made me feel valid. That made me understand, like, okay, this is exactly what I want to do. Well, and, um, 
No, it, was, it was at Price Elementary. Um, and now I'm working at uh, St. John's High School for my practicum uh, for grad school. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I'll tell you what, I I had a, a pretty solid college career, but one, one class that always gave me trouble was psychology. It was like the only class I got a D in ever. <laughs> And uh, so yeah. I, I, I give you I give you a lot of credit for for making it through there. I I don't know if I could have done it. Um, yeah, I, it was rough. Yeah, was rough. <laughs> I believe it. What I guess what ultimately uh, led you to choose psychology as your major, and, and what's your favorite part about that? So uh, to be honest with you, psychology uh, being my undergrad wasn't something that I, was necessarily ideal for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a passion for psychology as much as I do counseling. Um, but since they didn't have an undergrad program, you know, a major for counseling for me, I had to pick a route. Gotcha. And uh, my success coach was, was, was the one that linked me to psychology. And I'm glad he did. He told me basically like, well, you can pretty much do a plethora of different majors and, and, and focuses for your undergrad. If you want to be a counselor um, before you go to grad school, but if you want to be in the best position, for that transition, psychology is probably the best with a minor in counseling. Mm-hmm. So I ended up doing that. And similar to what you said, I, I struggled. I ended up, I was fortunate enough, I ended up, I think I got a 3.7 as my um, final accumulative. But uh, it was rough. Yeah. I, I, I had a couple classes, kind of like what you said. And it was just like, man, like, it's so much research and so, so much, much. <laughs> so much assessment. And I just was not, I wanted to talk to people and help people with it through a through the, uh, therapeutic relationship. I didn't want to do all that research and stuff, but I think it truly did make me a better person. I think it taught me how to understand people more. So I'm fortunate for taking that road. Absolutely. What, what you talk about St. You said Pius, is that how you say it? St. Pius? Yeah. Saint okay. Pius so St. So Pius Elementary and St. John's, what's, what's your favorite part about, I guess, start with the elementary kids. What was your favorite part about doing that? Um, just, just anything you did. And then as you, as you were at St. John's, like, how is it different? Obviously you're at high school. So, uh, different set of, uh, emotions and personalities than, than with an elementary school. But what did you, what have you enjoyed about both experiences? Yeah. So for the elementary school, um, me having been there for a year, just the thing I loved the most was seeing the kids develop, um, especially understanding that I was a part of that, um, it was it was cool to it was cool to see the kids have a bad day one day and then you know as soon as I come into the room, me being a football player, they knew I was a football player and they just the the they were their smiles would light up the room and we were truly able to like dive into their feelings, dive into their day, and they were truly eager to tell me about their day and their problems and we were able to just talk about it every day and that was. For them, it was therapeutic. And for me, not only was it therapeutic for me as well, it was also helpful for my counseling development. I was able to just talk to the kids um, in a safe environment. And I was also able to, you know, I did after-school programs with them, and I was able to, like, you know, play with them and, you know, all of that. And they truly enjoyed it. Now, and from a high school standpoint, I am only on my second week of this yeah. high school experience. <laughs> now, it's a lot seeing that it's practical and I'm going to work from practicum into my internship is no longer just an externship where I'm a mentor. I'm an actual, I'm going to be actual counselor. So a lot more work, a lot more paperwork, a lot more um, 
rules, a lot more like uh, ethical rules that I have to follow, which is challenging, you know, being new, just now getting getting my feet wet. But it is exciting because I'm finally in the field that I want to be in because I want to work with high schoolers. That's what I want to do. So I'm finally in the environment I want to be. It's just new, so I'm still getting my feet wet. So um, if you ask me that same question in a, in a couple months, I'll be able to give you a better answer. But it's, for now, it's just I'm just now adjusting. So we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all. But I think one of the one of the coolest things about you is not only are you passionate about about football and have had so much success on the field, um, you're passionate about something that that means something off the field as well. And I guess my my question to that is. Where where do you see your career going in in the next three years? Obviously, you're passionate about football and have had success. Are you looking to to make that you know next step towards a football career, and or are you you know kind of decided on you know doing this uh, counseling thing? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, both both <laughs> for sure. I mean, I, I I have so I feel like I have so much more football to play in my mm-hmm. life. Um, I'm sure everybody feels that way, but. The way I left the field in 2018, I was fortunate enough to become All-Mac, All-Conference, you know, and I don't even look too much into that stuff. But I, I feel like my la- my senior year last year, I, I grew so much from even my junior year in 2018. I was so ready to go out there and truly show the world what I worked for. And obviously I got injured and I, that got taken from me, which is okay. But I, I, I have to fully commit to this football thing because I love it. It's been my dream to be in the NFL since I was a kid and I'm not doing it like I used to. I used to do it for other people on top of myself, but like I'm truly after my injury, I'm doing this for myself. I want to be in the NFL. I want to leave my mark. I want to become another Mac champion. Um, I want to be a, uh, the best leader for the future of Toledo here. So my football career is far from over from my standpoint. But I also, like you said, I'm passionate about this counseling. So I'm fortunate enough to be able to still be in grad school. Um, honestly, like the, the the season being postponed, that's just more scholarship money for me. Um, getting my grad degree paid for because I was going to have to pay it out of pocket. So I'm able to still pursue both. Mm-hmm. And I'll have my degree by the time I'm done playing college football and I'll be able to focus on the next level. And whenever I'm done with the next level, whether it be next year, whether it be in 15 years, that counseling door will hopefully still be open for me. Yep, yep. No doubt. And you've made your most. Like you said, you unfortunately were sidelined. Uh, but I read you got two degrees. I mean, you finished two degrees uh, while you were sidelined, right? Uh, and then, yeah. And then also you got married. Is that this past year? That's it. Yeah, I, that's got, this year? I got married in 2020. Okay. Yeah, this this so you, you, you've had quite you you've made the most of uh, all this crazy time whether it's sideline or covid you've made the most of your time off i'd say i'm trying, I'm trying <laughs> how, how's how's married life it, married life is great married life is great well she we, uh, she was an athlete at central michigan wasn't she yep, yep. so she ran who, central. Who, who's more athletic then Ooh, we had a conversation <laughs> all the time all the time i would I would say it depends. It depends. I, I, to be honest, I would say her just because um, she ran at Ursuline College before she went to Central Michigan. And she won. She's a three-time national champion. for uh, Wow. Two. She's a three-time D2 national champion, like an eight-time, maybe even nine-time All-American. Um, and then she transferred to Central Michigan and, and, and thrived. She broke the record for long jump. Um, 
for a little bit. And, you know, she did, she had a great career. So for her to only be five foot four and be able to long jump and hurdle as good as she did, uh, I think that, that, that speaks a lot of, a, a lot of um, excellence to her name in terms of her athleticism. But, but, I knew there was a butt coming. I'm, I'm, no, I'm no slouch either. I'm no slouch either. But I, I would have to, I would have to give it to her if I wanted to be, you know, as neutral as possible. You're, you're a smart man. You, you got married this year, and you're already, you know, you're giving the nod to her right off the bat. That's, that's obviously a very smart thing to do. We all learned that. So that's, you, you got it down. But how, how has that been? Um, I mean, what, what month did you get married? Yeah, we got married uh, March. Okay, so was it right when everything hit? I mean, do you guys probably? I mean, you probably didn't go on a honeymoon or anything, right? Yeah, we actually did. It was, oh. it, was it was so weird because we had spring ball. Um, so we got married on March seventh. So like March first mm. through the seventh, we had spring ball, and we had three practices out of the way. Um, I'm doing good in spring ball. I'm excited to be back on the field. And they were like, "Yeah, so you guys, we had spring break." So we got married. I, that's why we planned it that way. I got yeah. married on the first day of spring break, which was that Saturday. And they were like, yep, see you guys in a week, blah, blah, blah. We got married, went on our honeymoon instantly right after the wedding. Uh, went to the Virgin Islands, which was amazing. That was my first, like, true vacation. Nice. And we stayed from Monday through Thursday. And on that Thursday, we got a, t- a t- t- text from our CFO, Twig, that said, um, as of right now, you do not have to come back to campus. Uh, more information to follow. And we were like, what is going on? COVID was not a, 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 it was out there, but it was not like a big thing. We wore masks on the plane, but like it wasn't like a crazy thing at that time. And then that Sunday when we got back, by the time we got back, next thing you know, Ohio's talking about shutting down. California's shutting down. Everybody's shutting down. So we just say, we were just saved. Like if we had our wedding a week later, a lot of family members probably wouldn't even feel comfortable coming. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we were we were definitely blessed with that date, and we were we were like we 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 joke all the time saying like we were the last party of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Obviously things are opening up now, but for months we were like yeah we were the last big thing of 2020. That's awesome. But, uh, and, that was good. And then and then you just have to stare at each other because you can't leave the house once you got back <laughs> for months. Yep. Yep. That's what I told everybody when we when we started like. It felt like it felt like we went straight from newlyweds to being retired. Like truly, <laughs> it like it really did. Like just like after like three weeks, it's like wow. Like I'm waking up and I'm about to do the same exact thing that I did yesterday and the day before and the day before with yeah. you. Yeah. So it felt like we were retired, honestly. <laughs> yeah. If you if you get through this time, then exactly. you can get through anything. Exactly. That's that's what I keep telling my wife. I don't know if she believes me or not, but I, I, we we've been making it so. Uh, the the one the kind of like last two questions is just getting back on the student athlete kick and what what opportunities has being a student athlete how what what have those brought to you like be, you know being able to be a student athlete how has that opened the doors for you to do a lot of these things um, that that you're currently doing off the field? Oh, that's a good question. Can I be real? Yeah, sure. That's what we're all about here. <laughs> I think being uh, I think being a student athlete has has a ton of pros, but it also has cons. And what I mean by that is, I'll talk about the pros first. First off, I have nothing but unlimited resources when it comes to tutoring, when it comes to help, when it comes to also help being active in the community, being able to put my best foot forward. I have the best leaders in the city, which are my coaches. And I also have 105 
our peers going through the same things. When I step foot on campus, many, many students, they don't have anybody and they don't really know anybody. You have to get through that process of getting to know each other. I already had 105 teammates and brothers that had my back, whether I was struggling in class or not. So I'm fortunate to have that. Any student athlete is fortunate to have that. But the biggest con that I've always struggled with is the lack of um, extra time outside of, like, you know, class and football Mm -hmm. and not to mention homework and everything. Having so much time commitment towards football does limit you as a student in terms of, I, I like, me going through counseling. There's so many of my peers that have had so many opportunities with internships and, like, I don't count my externship as, like, an internship because it was an externship. It was different. And, like, a lot of my peers have done internships. They've worked for different schools. They've already done more than 100 hours, which is the requirement for practicum. I'm limited from that standpoint. So when I'm in class, sometimes I feel like an outcast when they're talking about their experiences. I've yet to experience any of it. And uh, I was talking to my wife about it as well because she studied journalism. She she was struggling to find a job just because she didn't have the experience that her competitors had that were fresh out of college because she was an athlete. So while we're at practice for six hours or meetings or and we're trying to, you know, recover our body with treatment. That takes about six hours after you do everything on your own and also with your coaches. These, these, our peers are already, they're, they're doing extra. They're doing what they can with those six hours and then going to class. And that is a con in itself. But like I said, they don't, they don't often have the resources that we have. They don't often have the support that we have. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's a balanced thing. And, I'm, I'm, fortunate, I'm fortunate enough to understand that. Uh, and I try and te- tell my teammates that as well because, you know, you don't always you don't always have that opportunity. But if you do, make the most of it. Like me, I made the most of my externship opportunity. I'm making the most of it as practicing my opportunity. So when I'm in the interview room for an actual job, I'm able to explain it thoroughly and tell them what I learned. And hopefully that's that's going to be enough. Oh, absolutely. And I... I... I think we both understand that. I mean, I wasn't necessarily a, a student athlete, so I had, I had plenty of time to just hang out and play Fortnite in college. But, um, you know, I, I, tell, I think we both understand where you're coming from there. I mean, it's a definite commitment on both ends. It, and, you learn, and you learn through that time, too, a, a skill with, mm-hmm. with your counseling and everything now and just your leadership. I mean, you are one of the leaders of the football team, and you're able to take that off the field and you – you know, as a student athlete, you, you get to show leadership a lot, right? And you're able to take that off the field and put it towards your career path. And I think that that probably helps as well as in, in terms of an opportunity to kind of learn and, and have a lot of mentors and, and be able to go through that every day. Yeah, that is a great point. That's also a point that I missed. That's completely accurate, completely. Uh, I mean, Bryce, the only the only other, I guess, serious question before we get into some, some fun stuff is, uh, you know, the fans are obviously very excited to get football back. Um, what would it mean for you to, to put on um, the Midnight Blue and Gold uh, one more time this year? Everything. Um, like, truly everything. Uh, me having missed that, that season, um, I was so excited to, to play for the community. I was so excited to, to, to represent not only my hometown and my family, but also Toledo when we go up uh, to play Michigan State. I was excited for all of that. So whenever that time comes, 
um, I'm working, I'm working as hard as I possibly can every day. So I'll be ready and, and be prepared to truly represent both Akron and Toledo and my teammates and everybody else involved. Yeah, man. No, and no doubt once fans are allowed back in, I mean, the glass bowl will be, it usually is anyway, rocking, yep. but, uh, I mean, I know it's, it's, it's one of the, the, you know, best places, uh, and crowd and community, uh, support for sure in, in the conference. I mean, we all have that, but, uh, Toledo just, he, he, the fans come out in droves, been there many, many, many times. And, uh, I, I'm sure running out of that, that tunnel, uh, would, would mean the world to you. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we have just three last kind of fun questions we like to end on. Um, so I'll start here. Who are three teammates that you would love to go on a road trip with right now and why? Oh, I gotta, I gotta go with first off Bailey Flint, um, the, the punter, because, um, he is almost like my roommate. We live in like one bedroom apartments, but he lives right above me. So I, even like his footsteps out here. <laughs> um, so I'm, I've worked out with him, you know, I've built, we were already we already had a close relationship, but I've built a stronger relationship during this quarantine stuff working out with him um, than ever. So that that's my role dog right now. Um, I have a I have a I have a quick question about that. Is he uh, is he TikTok famous now? Very TikTok famous. Yeah. Okay. And I I thought I read that right. <laughs> yeah, he's loving it right now. He's absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure he is. That's great. Yeah. And then I, the the other two. That's tough because I got so many. It would be all mine, and I'll tell you that right now. Uh, you, you keep it so general. We'll, we'll keep it general. You say well, line. We'll, we'll fit all I the linemen you, in the car. That's fine. I'll tell you another one, though. I, the third one, let's, let's do the general. But the, the second one is probably Mitch Bird or Tyler Long because uh, if things go bad, they know how to hunt and fish, and I do not know how to do it. <laughs> they still feed me and take care of me. Um, if they don't eat me, um, so I would pick those two. Smart, I smart man. Speaking speaking of eating, uh, being from Akron, what's your uh, go to Swenson's order? Oh my God! Don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to me. All right, two Cali boys. Yes, sir. Uh, either potato teasers or onion rings. But if I get the onion rings, they got Cajun on them. Yes, the, the yo. Have you had the Cajun potato teasers? Yes. A little bit of ranch, a little side of ranch with that. Oh man. That's, they told me one time when I ordered, uh, I don't know if they've ever like offered or uh, threw out an idea to you, but they were like, hey, put the Cajun uh, potato seeders on your galley boy. I did it. <laughs> I would rate it, I would rate it a, a solid 9 out of 10. I'd rather the galley boy with the potato seeders on the side, but it was definitely good for a one-time thing. So I would try that if you haven't. And then to finish, you got to get that. You got to get that. I go with a chocolate shake, but yeah, um, I'm not like different flavor shakes and stuff, so. When, when's, when's the last time you were at Swenson's? Last time I was home, which was <laughs> in sometime in like July. Okay. I was going to say, probably every, every time, time you come back, it's probably a staple trip, right? Every time it goes right on my Instagram story. I say, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> That's tremendous. I knew, I knew we'd get something out of you on that yeah. question. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I had that one circle that man, you're going to like this question for sure. Um, Love it. the last one, we're going to put you on the spot here once again, but Tell us one thing that people don't know about Coach Candle. Ooh. A lot of people don't know that uh, 
Yeah, he's he's a he's a pretty good golfer. Okay. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good at golf. You've been out there with him, or you just you just know from stories. I I've seen it. I've seen it, and I've I've heard stories more than anything. But I've seen it as well. He's he's a pretty good golfer and, and a pretty good basketball player. I can see that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't hoop as much as as he used to uh, a couple of years ago, but uh, don't don't sleep on on Jason Kendall on, on the basketball court or the or the links. Oh, the links. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, hey, Bryce, this this was great. It was great hearing about your career path. Uh, I mean, you you definitely uh, are a guy who gets it. You get the situation that we're all in right now, and it's it's refreshing to hear that. Uh, you know, from the start of this, uh, you, you're making the most of op- all of these opportunities. And while I know we're all disappointed that we're not on the field or on the court or anything right now, I mean, to to take advantage of. Um, you know, what's being given to us and the opportunities that we have and making the most of them is, is key. And you definitely brought that um, through on, on today's interview. And we want to thank you once again. You're, you're definitely with the, the essence of what it means to be a student athlete. I, I think that's a no doubter. And, uh, you know, we hope to see you back on that field very soon. So once again, this is Bryce Harris from Toledo. Toledo.